Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring this strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working in private practice settings as a clinician and a clinical supervisor in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun. So for any ethical concerns on your caseload, please refer to your state laws and licensing boards. And please remember to follow The Whole Therapist on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening station. For more resources, blogs, and consultation opportunities, visit wholetherapistinstitute.com. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. Happy to have you with us. Today, we are wanting to talk about self-confidence within the context of I guess if you're newer in the field or you're a supervisee, or even if you are a seasoned therapist, but maybe learning a different modality, right? There was a research article I read when I was taking the uh, AAMFT supervisor course, and I wish that I had it, but if I get it, I will try and link it in the show notes. But it was saying that when we enter into a new phase of treatment, our competence dip. And so Mm. I have to believe that that's probably similar to even entering into a new modality or yeah. there's a client in front of you that maybe you really it's a new presenting problem that you've not came across before yeah that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our left brain is like trying to grapple with mm-hmm. okay what do I do now what do I do now and we're trying to let the right brain just kind of ease into mm-hmm. being with the client with the modality mm-hmm. the other thing I'm distracted by it has nothing to do with our topic is that Kelly and I both got stung by a bee in the last week yes and neither of us have been stung since we were kids no and And it hurts so much it really does (laughs) i was just walking down a street and it stung my finger that's a lot more innocent because i sat on mine and it stung like my my lower butt cheek yeah and then my six-year-old's like laughing at me he thought it was so funny that a a bee stung my butt well (laughs) right it's the butt part i'm sure yeah Uh, um but you know at the end of the summer why do they go they kind of lose their little bee minds a little bit because they're looking for sugar. Oh. Yeah, something about like the end of the summer, there's tons of bees and they're much more aggressive. Something about, I'll have to look it up, I don't remember. But there's lots of bees. Like if you go out to eat, they're just around, they're try- They're looking for sugar right now and they're much more aggressive. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I had about, no sugar on me. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's Sweet mad about. Blood, maybe, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Um, yeah, we were reflecting. Um, I was in a group consultation recently and we were asked to come up with a metaphor um, for something that one of the clinicians was staffing with a consultee that lacked confidence Mm -hmm. in EMDR. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for the time that Marshall carved out for us to think of a metaphor because it's actually been really helpful um, for myself and for my own supervisees. So when I think about a newer clinician, I think about like a seedling. If you've ever grown little seedlings under like a grow light, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to be intentional to have the grow light a certain distance away from them, depending on what you're growing. And the soil has to be a certain way. 
A lot of times the seeds will grow and I would just get excited that anything is growing. Like, I see life, you know, there's like green and and that's good that there's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't give the plant, I thought of your phrase, tolerable doses. Mm-hmm. If you don't give the plant a tolerable dose of sunlight, so if it's too dark or too bright, or if it's too far away, too close, the plants will reach for the sun too quickly potentially. Mm-hmm. So like if it's too far away or too dark, they will reach and reach and reach. They're trying to get to the sun, to mm-hmm. the light, mm-hmm. and their roots don't have the energy to strengthen and grow. So they get what's called leggy. Mm. The The seedlings get leggy, meaning like their stems are really um, weak mm-hmm. and their roots aren't very strong and they can kind of topple over. Mm-hmm. And that's fine when you're indoors, but if you try to move them outside, they'll get transplant shock. Wow. Um, And seedlings are such babies. Like, this is such a joke in my house. My husband puts up with a lot because I always have all my little saplings and I take them outside for like two hours to bring them back inside because you have to harden them off. Wow. And so they have to get used to the elements, like the actual sun and the wind. That is tolerable doses. Yes. And you have to really kind of baby them in the spring. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's literally why I cannot keep anything alive. (laughs) Well, they have to go in our shower, too, because our cats will eat them. And so it's just like, it's a whole thing. I had all these raspberry bushes I was growing, which did really well this summer. But it was like, oh, my gosh. And I thought of myself when I was a newer clinician or now as a supervisor or a consultant in this role of like, sometimes I see therapists that just are reaching too far too fast Mm -hmm. and the roots have not strengthened yes they have it and maybe they haven't had those tolerable exposure to like the elements you know Mm -hmm. it's been too like community mental health Mm -hmm. it's really intense residential Mm -hmm. they're thrown in Mm -hmm. um and it's funny because you can amend the soil so Mm. the beautiful thing is you don't need to throw out your seedlings if they're leggy Mm. sometimes you can thin them out a little bit Mm -hmm. or you can just add some phosphorus or nitrogen and Mm -hmm. you can do that by adding a banana peel Hmm. to the soil so the joke in this group was like we're just be a banana peel to your consultee you know and how the the plant still does it the soil just needs a little bit of help Mm -hmm. to strengthen the roots yeah but I'm not doing any I'm not like making the plant do anything I'm just adding to the soil right it makes me think of you know if you're listening to this and you are not somebody that has consultees or supervisees and you're just a therapist who sees clients is it that piece where sometimes we get the insight before the client? So we jump to tell them the insight, but they're not there yet. So then they might like topple over. Like it might be yes. really disorienting. And also they're not there yet. It's like not a tolerable dose. It's so true because they want, I mean, I think of like plants are wired to reach for the light. Mm-hmm. Always. They will never turn away from the light. Yeah. But it could burn them or they could reach for it too quickly and then they're weak. And our clients long for healing and regulation, but if you if it's too much, too much, too fast, too soon, I mean, it's kind of unhelpful. Mm-hmm. Um, same with your supervisees or consultees. Mm-hmm. If you're just bombarding them with all this, they're not doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. You need to pace it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of, actually, speaking of EMDR, so I work in community mental health. I went through, oh, I forget, um, HAP, maybe? humanitarian assistance program Mm -hmm. to get my EMDR certification. And so if you work in community mental health or other places like that, the training is cut in half or less as far as the cost goes. So once I got into community mental health, I was like, oh, I'm going to get this EMDR training because the EMDR is so expensive. Yeah. 
So I took EMDR one. I also was like really excited because you just hear about, Mm -hmm. you know, the benefits and what it does for people. So I took it. And I think I've talked about this on an episode before at the beginning of, let's say, March. And then I signed up for a part two, like two weeks later. Oh, my gosh. It just, and it just doesn't make sense because what yeah. happened is I didn't have any time to practice part one. Yeah. So then when I got to part two, it was like, oh, well, I'm still not really sure about part one. I feel unsteady about it. So I don't even know how I'll incorporate part two. And I got that in 2016 or 2017. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now starting to be like, okay, now I'm confident in the protocol. Yeah. Because I should have waited, right? Sure. Like I was reaching for the light yeah. too fast, too soon. Right. I should have waited to get part two done when I really had like the roots underneath me in part one. Yeah. I think I wish I had done that with EMDR also. Oh. It was so quick because ours was just a full week training. Oh. One and two. It was like five days. Oh, I had no idea they did that. Well, they don't anymore. Okay. <laughs> this is back in 2014. 20, okay. 2013, 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just so intense. Mm. Like you just learn the whole thing in one shot and then you're supposed to go do it with people. And somehow 10 hours of consultation with a big group is supposed to tell me I'm ready to do this with people. And thank God I had such a good supervisor. Yeah. But yeah. And even with play therapy, Mm -hmm. like let me, I remember doing EMDR and therapy in the same year. Mm. Like how, I mean, they go well together Mm -hmm. resourcing, Mm -hmm. but it was way too much. It was way too much. It's like, but it was the same thing. My agency was paying for it. Mm -hmm. How could I not? And I'm so grateful. Yes. But it was too much to integrate Mm -hmm. as you're trying to just learn how to be a therapist. Right. Just like be with people. Mm -hmm. I think lots of people do this as clinicians. It's that pain point of incompetence. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think of a seedling that's just like, I got to do it right. I got to grow. I have to be outside. Mm -hmm. I want to be with everyone. And it's like, dude, you're not ready. (laughs) I just imagine all of a sudden in my head just now, I want to be where the people are. (laughs) (laughs) We always say that with our dog. Uh, Oh, Finley. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that right. There's this piece of like wanting to feel connected and belonging. Yes. It's so silly because the seedlings are all together in the shower. Yeah. Like it's not like one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You don't grow things in batches of one. Right. So you kind of graduate with your class. Mm -hmm. You enter the work world with other clinicians. And I would love, maybe it's different now, but I would have loved to have more community as a new therapist. Yeah. And I think that's kind of our heart in this podcast anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just all come together. Right. New and seasoned, I guess, but yes, with humility. You know what I love is one of my supervisees, does a really nice job of actually, and, and she's, you know, newer in the field, like she really does slow things down. She was talking about consulting with another person and this person had all these certifications mm-hmm. and then, you know, it made her feel like, yeah. oh, have I done something wrong? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to have all of these? And it was like, well, no, you're doing a great job of deciding like intentionally, like where do I want to put my time and energy? Yeah. Right. Like this person is not reaching for the light too fast, too yeah. soon. That just takes an enormous amount of self awareness mm-hmm. or self reflection. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of juicy clinical word that I can't think of, but to really know yourself. Yes. And be confident in what you do know. Yes. What would that have been like if I had graduated and told myself, I do know how to be a therapist? I'm learning. Mm-hmm. 
but I, they let me graduate. I must know something, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I must know something and let me just really sit here and make this my home for a while and then choose with intention. Um, but we're not being intentional when we're uh, lacking confidence. Right. Well, and I imagine these like seedlings going towards the sun, like I keep thinking of the word grasping. Yeah. Right. And so when we're lacking self-confidence, of course, we're going to be grasping. Mm, makes me think of attachment, the preoccupied mm. style that's yeah. just grasping like, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah, imagine that would show up in a therapy room where it's like, what do I say next? What do I do yes. next? I want to get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that, yeah. on our website, we've got, um, we had done a live coffee and chat on attachment showing up in the therapy room, like our own attachment shit. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was recorded. So you're welcome yeah. to go to the website. It's $11. You can purchase it. It was really fun, actually. Not yeah. to make this now about that, but what would that look like for a more dismissive style it would be the piece of what would the seedling do if it's not grasping it would be like i'm i'm fine yeah i don't think a seedling would do that though right like yeah anybody but the human population (laughs) like just does what it needs to to survive like i I think there's something about us that like sometimes works against that damn cortical regions in the brain like (laughs) and maybe not works against it but like the strategies that we develop are yeah so i don't know what dismissive part probably would be I don't know what that would look like actually I'm just thinking of like a cartoon seedling that's like I, it's fine no worries mm. <laughs> like I'm okay I don't need anything I got it on my own yeah which is not true either no 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 right there has to be a balance mm-hmm. with tolerable doses yeah it can't be oh I need everything and it yes. can't be I need nothing yeah it's like I need a little bit of both at different parts of the time mm-hmm. sometimes longer sometimes shorter in line with some of the gardening analogies it's interesting since moving to Colorado um, in 2016 how how much I've needed to adjust how we garden because out here the climate's so different than the Midwest and this like surrendering to I can try to make my yard look like the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It'll be extremely hard. I could. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Um, I'm not going to. So I get all these hardy perennials lately. Mm-hmm. Where I have like four. This is embarrassing. I have 420 flower bulbs <laughs> coming to my house next month. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I have big plans, big plans for the yard. But I want hardy things that are that are going to work with the climate. So are they beautiful? I need pink. Yes, I got mm-hmm. these new pink ones that I'm excited about. And do they work for me? Like, I don't want a high-maintenance yard. I don't have brain space. And I don't want to make it something that doesn't fit. Something about therapists, like, what, what kind of garden are you cultivating? You know, like, EMDR might not fit when you're a new clinician just trying to figure out how to show up to work and, like, be with people. Yeah. Trying to become, like, a dance movement therapist. Mm-hmm. right now or like what can you choose that makes sense for you and for your home for mm-hmm. this like metaphorical environment and it's like a gift to know to know like I need beauty like my yard I want beauty I want colors I got this hummingbird mint plant so I want hummingbirds mm-hmm. um, I want an apple tree but it's not gonna it's not gonna do well in my yard mm-hmm. So I know better than to like try to extend myself. That would feel like reaching towards the light too fast. Like that's just going to use all my energy mm-hmm. trying to make something happen that I don't think is meant right now. Mm-hmm. Not in this place. It makes me think about how you're talking about the climate here. Mm-hmm. So again, for therapists, can you think about the population that you serve? Yes. Or like, what do you need 
for the population of people that you serve. Mm-hmm. Like Abby's talking about, what does she need for the climate in Colorado? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this like, well, I really would like this, but does it make sense for the climate we're in, for the yes. population we serve? And how would that shift how you show up in the world if you begin to assess like, this is what I need? Because I think then people would feel more welcome mm. in your space, wherever you are. Yeah, and just let that land that you have a need, and if you're going to honor that. <laughs>